0: Welcome to Money, Mindset, and Love with your host, Thomas DeShooter. As our title implies, this program is about so much more than money. We'll focus on the game of life and the best way to play it with empowerment, love, and financial freedom. Now, here's your host, Thomas DeShooter.
1: Good morning, radio listeners. This is Thomas Ashuter, host of uh, Money, Mindset, and Love on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It is a lovely Thursday morning. I am in Pacific Standard Time, so it's eight o'clock. I have uh, I've actually been up this morning. Um, I got a little little story about this too. Is that this morning I woke up at four fourteen a.m. and I have. Throughout the last three years, I have off and on taken this product from Elysian called Mastermind, and I had a really good run there for a while of, you know, probably up before, let's say before the first week of January, I was, I think I was daily for probably a good 200 days. And then the new year came and we had travel plans and just stuff happened. I actually ran out too. They ran out of, so that was it. They also ran out of uh, my regular supply. And so they had their their older version, which were kind of like horse pills, I got to say. And I tried to take them and I couldn't. So I just stopped. And I noticed, I noticed this morning actually, because I started to consistently take uh, the Mastermind product again about three days ago on a consistent, like, so for three days in a row it might, might actually be four, but anyhow, that, that it doesn't matter. the point the point I'm getting to is what I've noticed is that I had started to sleep in for starting like when I stopped taking the mastermind, and then yesterday I woke up at four eleven this morning, I woke up at 4.14 as I started to sort of put myself back into taking Mastermind. And I've always noticed that when I take the product, and I'm not trying to pitch this to anybody. It's just that it's, for me, I always, you know, I'm, I'm such a curious guy of what goes on in my life and what triggers me and what doesn't trigger me that, you know, when all of a sudden I'm waking up again at my usual times, I was kind of like, wow, this is like, You know, I I didn't go to bed early last night. I actually went to sleep about 1130 and it's 414 and I'm up and I was the same yesterday. Oh, what's changed? Well, I've actually started to take mastermind again. And I noticed when I took it before that I was sharper mentally, that I slept better. Like when I sleep, I'm out. It's like the lights are out and Thomas is asleep anyhow, that was not uh, how I was going to lead off the show today, but it just, uh, you know, I'm kind of, I'm live and so you're getting me alive. This is me and how my brain functions. Uh, so today I've got a great guest standing by, his name is Matt Smith, and I will I will certainly uh, get to, to Matt in a short little bit. There is something I did want to talk about this morning though, and then I'm going to ask um, Matt uh, what that looks like. And I did intend to go Facebook Live this morning, but the streaming wasn't working. I I attempted four times and it just didn't link between Zoom and Facebook. So we'll sort that out later. But uh, I had watched the Christopher Robin movie just the other night. And, you know, Winnie the Pooh is a genius. Like, I know he's a bear, but the dude comes out with some of the greatest lines ever. And so there's this near the end of the movie, this. This is what transpires between Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh. And so it's Winnie the Pooh sitting on a log, and Christopher Robin comes over, and he says, Christopher Robin, I can't do the Pooh voice, so I'm not going to. He says, Christopher Robin, what day is it? And Christopher Robin says, it's today, Pooh. And Pooh says, oh, good. That's my favorite day. Yesterday, when it was tomorrow, it was too much day for me. And I thought about that and it's like, I know you all get it, but I'm going to explain it anyhow. It's like yesterday when I was living about tomorrow instead of being present in today, it was overwhelming. There was too much day for me because instead of focusing on in the now and in the moment and living your life and enjoying exactly where you are and where you're not, you're thinking about the future. And then it's overwhelming, and it's too much day for us. And I just sat there after listening to that piece of genius from Winnie the Pooh, going, "Wow, that is one of the great lines in movies." And I, I know it's in his books, but that, anyhow, it was brilliant. It just shook me up, and I and I wanted to talk about that. And I know Matt's going to have some thoughts about living in the moment versus you know the scarcity mindset or the future mindset, and and just bringing all of this weight onto ourselves about the future versus just, you know, holding back, pulling back the reins, you know, even taking a breath, just like, (sighs) and just getting centered, getting present and just being exactly where you are and loving it. Like this is your life. You know, I took the landmark form in 2004. And one of my takeaways from that was, you know, in the moment, if this isn't the best moment of your life, what are you doing because it's the only one you have there's no past there's no future there's only right now and so you might as well make the best of it and you know really that for me was a was where my journey began into really getting to the place where i am today where i meditate on a daily basis and i constantly challenge myself to be present to be present where I am with the people I'm with, or, or even with a, when I'm not with people, to just be present with myself. And then that brings me to another line from, Winnie the, from the Christopher Robin w- movie from Winnie the Pooh. Doing nothing leads to the best something. <laughs> and so, you know, when I, I have to say, when I meditate and I actually get to the place of nothingness is when I have what I think are my greatest ideas. Anyhow, enough of the poo. Uh, Another thing I want to quickly share before I bring our our amazing guest, Matt Smith, onto the show is uh, I've been running, uh, so so my word for the year is prosperity, and um, my wife and I, Leslie, we put together a prosperity challenge, the 21 Day Prosperity Challenge, and we're into the final home stretch here, the third week, and uh, I just want to share a couple of demonstrations that have come up. So I call these prosperity demonstrations. And uh, one of the people shared that um, this was there. I'll read you exactly what they wrote. Prosperity challenge update. Seeing prosperity every day. Today, I got an unexpected thousand dollars. I discovered I had a bond from work. Totally thought the account was empty. Very happy and grateful. So, and her, you know, for her, all of a sudden, $1,000 has appeared. Now, it's not like it wasn't there. It's just that as she has worked through the process of doing the prosperity challenge, and part of what we do in the prosperity challenge is we actually eliminate, we release, and we forgive as well. And so as we declutter our lives, things start to come into play that are actually important to us. And so that was great. I know for myself uh, and I I promised all the people in the challenge I would do it with them. And so yesterday I was cleaning up my wallet because we're heading to Africa next week. Um, And I will be doing a show from Africa, which I'm really excited about to be doing a radio show from uh, Nairobi. But um, I was cleaning up my wallet yesterday and I found a hundred dollar bill that I had folded up and tucked away. Right. And it was like, oh, hey, look at this. Here's a hundred bucks. So so I thought, oh, we'll go out for dinner last night. And then as I thought about going out for dinner, I remembered I had some gift cards to a restaurant that I received at Christmas. And it was like, oh, I don't even have to use the 100 bucks. I got gift cards to go for dinner. And then this morning I woke up and in my inbox in the email was a $300 refund from the place that we stayed at in Disneyland. So I'm like, man, the prosperity challenge, I know I put it together, but it's working. I got to tell you, it's working for me. Um, And then the last piece on that is what some of the people shared is that the release and the eliminate process has been really valuable because, you know, as we want to call into our lives new things and new experiences, we have to make room for them. And so there's absolutely nothing a matter with moving stuff out so that we can have in place the things that we truly, truly want. And so part of prosperity is the willingness to let go of the stuff that is not serving you. And I know it's hard at times. I've gone through this. There's things you're like, what? I've had this in my life for like 20 years. And it's like it's it, you give it all the significance and meaning. And then maybe at the end of the day, it's really just stuff. And I worked with this coach, uh, Isabelle Mercier, and I love this from her. If she's out shopping and she's going to buy some new clothing, and this is the example she gave. So let's say she's found this new leather jacket that she wants and she's really excited about it and she loves it. The first thing she does is say to herself, what is leaving my closet? In order for me to bring this home, something needs to go. And so I'll just leave that with you. Um that's my my little uh my little piece for this morning. I'm now going to bring in our amazing guest who's been standing by, he's been so patient while I uh while I chatter on here. Um but today we're going to talk about optimal living with Matt Smith. And uh Matt was born in Tampa, Florida. He grew up heavily involved in athletics. He attended St. Leo University on a baseball scholarship. Oh, I did not know that prior to uh, reading your bio, so we'll have to talk about that, where he received his bachelor's degree in biology. Growing up an an athlete, Dr. Matt understood the importance of making sure his body was functioning at its best. He found that chiropractic care allowed him to live free of back pain that had bothered him since he was 17 years old. After getting adjusted regularly, he found that he was able to recover from the wear and tear of games much quicker. After realizing that his dream of becoming a professional baseball player was not in his future, Dr. Matt decided that a career in chiropractic would be incredibly rewarding to pursue. Uh, Voice America, I bring to you Dr. Matt Smith. Hello,
2: Matt. Hi. Thank you, Thomas, so much for having me. I really appreciate you uh, inviting me here. And, and first and foremost, I just have to say, what a killer intro you just did. <laughs> oh, that, that could, we could have dropped the mic right there and everyone would have left happy. Absolutely. <laughs> and a couple of things that came up, actually, I want to share before we kind of start diving in. Two things that really suck out. Um, when you talked about poo, it's really, really funny that you t- talked about Pooh Bear because growing up, I really didn't get the depths of poo and all the teachings of there. and. When our son was born, Rocky, my sister gave us a book called Tao to Pooh, T-A-O Tao of Pooh. It's an off play of Tao to Chang, which is a spiritual textbook talking about being present and being in the moment. Doing less is actually doing more. So I've learned tremendous value from Pooh Bear over the last several years, two and a half years, reading this to my son. So I just thought that was absolutely hilarious. Um, (laughs) And really, it's such wise teachings, and it's so simple. It's all about being present in this moment, this moment is the only moment that you have. So, you might as well enjoy and stop, you know, ruminating about the future and the fears and all these things are going to happen or even regretting the past. All there is is now. So, I just thought that was really incredible. And, um, And another piece about getting rid of stuff, that really hits home to us and the abundance and prosperity. In order to receive more, in order to receive more, we have to get rid of the stuff that are no longer serving us. I don't know if you know this. I think we might have chatted about it, but Before me and Monica, my wife opened up our practice here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, we thought we were going to live in San Francisco out in California. And when we thought we were going to live out there and open up our practice, we're like, it's going to be very expensive to live out there. So we need to figure out a way to, you know, be able to live. So we decided that we were going to live in a tiny house. We were going to build a tiny house on wheels, 225 square feet. So we ended up building it. We went through the process. We lived in it while we were in school. And long story short, we ended up not wanting to live in California and moved here to Chattanooga. Now we no longer live in a tiny house. But I share that with you because I remember in the process we were in an apartment. It was 1,400 square feet. And we said, this all this stuff isn't going to fit in our tiny house. And we went through a shedding Of stuff. We got rid of stuff that no longer was needed, no longer served us, no longer was making us better human beings. And I remember, especially like, you know, I had a jersey from my high school times that, you know, I thought was very sentimental to me, I needed to keep it because my kids are going to want it. And then I just took a step back and said, I don't really need this. My kids probably won't care if they have this physical thing. So we went through a process of just getting rid of I would say about 85 to 90% of the stuff that we had. And the fascinating thing about that is I remember taking these garbage loads to the trash, to Goodwill. We loaded up my car like four or five times. And I remember coming back when we came into the house it's not like it was, we didn't have a couch or a TV or anything else like that. All that big stuff was still there, but the energy in the space felt so much lighter. There was mm-hmm. so much space in between the energy and the frequency and the whole entire space that we just felt free. We felt open. And then the cool thing is that started a journey and process of allowing really amazing things to start manifesting. In our life and every several months we go through the process we live in a much bigger house more than 225 square feet now today but we'll still go through the process every 6ish months to a year what can we get rid of because this stuff is no longer serving we just don't want to add that clutter cuz that does it. it stops the energy from flowing to you
0: hmm.
1: beautiful mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that
2: yeah i have i have that amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well and thank you for the uh, the kudos on the on the intro i yeah. you know uh, I, as soon as i heard watch that that Christopher Robin movie. I was like, oh, I have to talk about that because it so just good. blows my mind. It's like it's so simple but yeah. so brilliant, right? Yeah, uh, especially and brilliant because of the place I'm at in my life. Not because you know everybody should listen to that. It's just for me. It it just really hits home. Like wow, like I'm really on this path to be as present as possible. And and so I'm really curious. Like you know, what was that like? I, I mean, I would imagine. The plan of moving into such a small footprint to live, as you mentioned, the baseball jersey, but it must have really forced you and Monica to really measure every single thing and and if you really, really needed it
2: we had, we 100% had to do that. And it was, it was very tough for us. But then it got to the point where we realized this is what we're going to do. This is where we're going. We keep, we don't have the room for it. So it actually made things a little bit easier because when you have the room and you have the space, it's way easier to keep clutter, but that clutter, I mean, we have two kids now and they're the first grandkids on either side. So it's really easy for toys to make its way inside our house. And I'm just telling my grand, or the the grandparents, I'm like, Hey, I know you love Rocky. I know you love Lion. But, like, let's do more experiences, more things that are going to give us joy and you really feel that for a long period of time and memories and, you know, enough of the, the baseballs and the footballs and the bouncy stuff and all that stuff. Even though I love that they have it, and whenever they're done with it, we do donate it to Goodwill and give it to other kids. But, um, yeah, I'm all about not keeping clutter. And, again, we all do it. Um, but it's just about recognizing and realizing it. But yeah, to answer your question, it definitely forced us to look at what is truly important and the way we measured it. Is this giving me joy and happiness when I see it? Do I just absolutely love it? And you can do that with clothes as well. When I see this shirt, do I just love the shirt? I feel like awesome in it. Do I feel vibrant? Do I feel strong? Yes or no. If it's a yes, you keep it. If It's no, give it away, sell it, give it a goodwill.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: Nice. Um, I know we're, uh, we're, we're going to start running up against a break here, but uh, one of the other things you said, which, uh, which of course sparked me instantly, because as you know, I have twin daughters, mine are, you know, they're 12 years old now. Uh, but the, uh, the idea behind the baseball Jersey that you were keeping it because your kids might want it. I think I want it it's, yeah. like, it's like, yeah, how, <laughs> yeah,
2: look
0: at,
1: look at how much as parents, you know, I've had this question now come up for me a few times. How much weight am I putting on my children For my own expectations and my own, like, you should like this because I liked it, right? (laughs) Yeah,
2: that was before the time I really understood how much the ego plays in Mm -hmm. our decisions and our actions.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, so as you know, I was a rock drummer, and this weekend there was an opportunity for a youth uh, drum circle at at our Unity Center, and I thought, Both my kids would be like, oh, dad's a drummer. I want to do this. They were like, no chance, man. I have zero interest in doing that. And I was, you know, I was a little bit offended by it. Just like, oh man, it's too bad. But, uh, you know, they are their own persons, 100%. And I've got to allow them to, um, to have their experiences. Now, uh, so I know we're going to dive into stuff and I, uh, we're up against the break very shortly. I don't want to jump in anything. So I'm just going to decide right now, make the executive decision. We're going to go to break like a minute or two early so that when we come back, we can start diving into optimal, optimal living, the nervous system, the body's natural ability to heal itself. Really, really allow really Matt. What I want to do is just allow you to share your genius uh, with the world out there. So we're going to go to break. You've been listening to, uh, Money, Mindset, and Love on the Voice America Influencers channel. My name is Thomas Shooter. If you want to join us on Facebook, just type in moneymindsetandlove.com. That'll take you right to our Facebook page. We'd love to have you there. Uh, we're going to go to a break. We'll be right back. Thanks so much.
3: Do you feel uneasy visiting a bank? Do you struggle to sit through a meeting with your financial advisor and leave having not fully understood what they were talking about? Are you blindly trusting that somebody else understands this better than you? Call Thomas the Shooter and the team at Bloom Strategies to create your financial future. Together you will break down the game of money so that you win. Learn how to take control of your finances and make decisions based on your core values. That put you in the driver's seat of your financial life. No more thinking that you don't get it. No more financial statements left unopened. And no more feeling like you are stuck in a world of scarcity. Join the conversation on Facebook at Bloom Strategies. Or go to bloomstrategies.com today. That's B-L-O-O-M-strategies.com
0: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. you're listening to money mindset and love to reach the program today call in to 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 you may also send an email to thomas at thomasdisshooter.com now back to money mindset and love
1: Hi, hey, we are back and now we are going to, uh, we're going to move into some, so a little bit more serious stuff. The, the top was a, bit, a bit, little bit light and fluffy and, you know, some deep thinking maybe, but now we're going to move into uh, a little bit more serious stuff. The show today was Optimal Living. We're going to be talking about the nervous system, uh, the body's natural ability to heal itself with, uh, with Matt Smith from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, Matt, curious. Optimal living. What does that mean for you? When you when you post that on your signboard, this is what we do here. Mm-hmm. What are you saying?
2: Well, we got the term optimal living and a center for optimal living from our good mutual friend, who I believe was your first guest on this podcast and on this radio show, Dr. Suki Muker. He's at a center for optimal living for the last 17 years. Um, I'll get into a little bit about how we met him and everything like that. But for us today and what we share with people, what optimal living truly is, is, you know, the, the key of it is everyone's definition is of optimal living is different because my definition is going to be different than yours, Thomas's, which is going to be different than your wife's, which is going to be different than my wife and all the listeners here. So I believe optimal living is really a journey to understanding who you are, what your true desires, needs, and wants are, and living your life to the absolute fullest physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, socially, relationships, all the above at the absolute highest level that you can actually do possible. And the biggest thing that I share with people is that when you think about optimal living, you think that you can never have pain. You can never feel bad. You can never have anger. You can never live in poverty. You can never have any of these things. You got to be at your absolute best 100% of the time. But really what we share with people is that optimal living is really when the stuff of life comes up, when the challenges, when the curveballs come our way, how quickly can we adapt with mm-hmm. ease and with grace? How fast can we bounce back from that pain? How about, how fast can we bounce back from that curveball or someone saying something to you where you get angry? So it's all about adaptability. That's really how we redefine optimal living.
1: Mm-hmm. That's beautiful because you know what? It's like, it's not possible, not possible. to live through life without the human emotion coming into play and mm-hmm. it, it you are this is who we are right it stuff affects us and I think your point is beautiful the the point being what do you what processes do you have in place to overcome whatever it is that is happening emotionally because most of it is driven by emotion if we were just deadpan people like if you look at you know Spock on Star Trek mm-hmm. You know, like nothing, it's just, it's all just analytics, right? Yeah. It's just like, blah, 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 blah it doesn't matter. Cool. So that's, that's beautiful. How, how important is the nervous system to the functioning of optimal living in, and, and I asked that because, you know, uh, let's, let's just look at prosperity. Everything you listed was like living in prosperity to me. If all of those things, you, if you can tick off the boxes on all of those that you're working on, up, uplifting all of those areas, that's living a prosperous life. So how important is the nervous system at play here?
2: Yeah, and I'll, I'll touch on something, too. You said, you know, our emotions play a huge role on our prosperity, on how things manifest in our life. And I believe that 959 to 99%, almost everything that we endure that we think might be tough or bad or disease or ache or pain, all come from that emotional experiences that we have not processed, that have stored within our body. And from our perspective and what we've learned and what the latest research in neuroscience and what the latest research on what a lot of people are saying is that It all stems on how our nervous system communicates to the hundreds of trillions of cells within our body. And very simply put, our nervous system is our brain, spinal cord, nerves, and neurotransmitters that communicate to all 100 trillion cells in our body. So it literally animates every single cell within your body. Now- your nervous system was the first structure to be actually created when you were inside your mother's belly. And it started with, the notoch- with primitive streak, which turned into the notochord. And so your life literally began by creating your nervous system. And your nervous system is your perception system. It's how you see, how you hear, how you taste, how you touch, how you smell. And it's that intuitive gut feeling. And the short of it is that from the day you were inside your mother's belly to today, you have been bombarded with experiences, physical, mental, emotional, chemical experiences. And when you dive into the science and the quantum physics of it, all of those experiences are nothing more than a bunch of waves and atoms and particles that our biology and nervous system have to make some sort of sense of it, have to give it a name, have to give it a process and say, this is what it is. And what we do is we either adapt to those things and integrate them. We move forward. We increase our complexity, increase our frequency, or the things that are challenging, the things that are stressful, those tend to store within our physiology. And if we've had things that have stored within our physiology, whether it be you know a car accident when we were 18 years old, whether it be mom saying something to you at five years old that you never really fully understood and was living in the background playing this pattern, whatever it is, if we haven't integrated and experienced it, it runs a pattern within your nervous system and you now perceive life a very certain way. And that's why for a lot of people you know, something will happen in your external world. Someone will say something to you and you have this thought, you have this reaction, you react way that you don't really want to react instead of responding in a way. And you release cortisol, you release adrenaline, you release epinephrine. So really our nervous system, it processes all of experiences. It tells your body how to perform its actions. But if we have these unintegrated patterns, it skews our perception of our reality. And I actually just posted yesterday on Instagram, a quote from the Dalai Lama. We will never have peace in our outer world if we do not have peace within ourselves first.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that just that really hits home with me because the the more I've uh, yeah, the more I have worked. You know I, you're familiar with Jim Rohn.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah you know, so one of my favorite sayings of his is, you know, work harder on yourself than you do at your job. Yeah. Right. And I, so, you know, work harder on yourself than you do at your job is like a mantra for me because I know that if to, to exactly what you said, if I can, if I can get this functioning and me in a place where no matter what's coming at me, I can respond with grace And dignity and love at my fullest capacity, Mm -hmm. then I chances are I am going to overcome that. Mm -hmm. And I just thought this, so this just came to me now. It was about the topic of love. So how much, how much, in your experience with working with people, would you say that as they become more integrated and they become to function at a higher level, would you say that you've experienced more love from them or, or like, like that vibe of energy that?
2: Well, love is a frequency and they've measured the frequency of all the emotions, love and gratitude and inspiration. Those are the highest subatomic frequencies that someone can emit. And, when we have anger fear regret all those motions that have been stored within our body we release lower frequencies within ourselves within our system causing the havoc and the stress and the tension all that stuff so when people begin integrating, and I believe integration—you know—we take people through an adjustment process. We talk about mindset. We talk about getting out in nature and taking your shoes off and taking the negative ions. Talk about meditation. All these things are helping support this positive lifestyle, which helps the integration process. But you know, I believe when people are aware, when their capacity and bandwidth is wide open within their nervous system, they open up their awareness, open up their consciousness. That's the first step because then you get to look at yourself and then you have the decision, do I want to look at my stuff and change it or am I not going to change it? And that's a decision that no one else can make. And I, you know, we share with people in our office, you know, we help tune the guitar. You get to play the music that you want to. So it's one of those things. Yes, absolutely. We hundred percent see more love, more gratitude, more inspiration. And from that people tend to live a life more on the optimal living side. But We've also had the people that, you know, get challenged, have stuff that is really clear to them saying, man, I I got a lot of anger issues or I get, you know, pissed off when something like this happens or I react a certain way and they're not willing to make the changes necessary. They're not willing to look at it. So yeah, a hundred percent. Anyone that's willing to look at their stuff and embark on a journey, they're going to express more love. They're going to express more of those higher frequencies and really shift and change their life. So it all comes down to the decision and choice if they actually want to do that.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, and sometimes people just aren't capable to get there at that time, right? They're no, not just not at that time. Yeah, it's just whatever is whatever's kind of blocking them.
2: And you said too about your daughters not, you know, they're living their own journey and their own life. And as a practitioner and someone who works with people in the beginning, when I first started this process, you know, I'm me and my, me and my wife made the decision. We wanted to look at our stuff. We are still 100% on the journey every single day to better ourselves and our health, our life, our finances, you know, our connection with each other connection with the city, but we made a decision to change. And what I realized is that not everyone is on the same journey and that you got to love and respect and appreciate where they are on their journey and not need them to have to make the change because you know, it's going to help them, but maybe it's not the right time. Maybe they need more. Maybe they need five, 10 more years of stuff that onloads on their system for them to really make the lasting change. that's going to be possible.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, that's beautiful, Matt. Thank you for bringing that in because there's a, there's a great lesson I learned in, in the landmark forum, which was, you know, one of their sayings is you are perfect. You are born perfect, whole and complete. There's nothing you need to fix. Right. And that is something that, you know, anytime I go into the coaching capacity with people around money or finance, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to fix anything. And I have to, I actually have to cling to that because, you know, all it is, is a series of choices and it's up to the individual, the person, as as you pointed out, if they're ready to take that step, if they're ready to move forward and have their life look different than what it currently does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Great. And if they're not, that's great too. It's mm-hmm. not like I need people to, you know, to be a certain way. So that's, you know, thank you for bringing that uh, that to the table. I'm curious, how did you guys end up in, uh, you know, you, had, we talked off the top of the show, you talked about going to uh, the West coast. How did you end up in uh, Chattanooga?
2: It was divine. It was meant to be. And fast forward now, we know we are in the exact perfect place where we're supposed to raise a family, be close to family in Atlanta and Nashville when we had our kids. But um, we fell in love with the West Coast when we were in school. And for two years before we ended school, we were like, California, Bay Area, that's where we're going to be. And then we went out there. We had built our tiny house already. Four months before we're about to graduate, we're like, okay, we should probably find out exactly where we're going to open. We went out there, we planned a seven-day trip. And on day one, day half, Monica looks at me, she's like, this isn't right. We're not supposed to be here. And inside, I knew, but I'm like, no, we're gonna live out in Cali. I'm a big dude, and I like you know I sweat a lot, so I was really interested in living in California, where I wouldn't have to sweat and live in the humidity down from the south. Because I'm from Florida, and I was like trying to fight it, but I just knew within myself as well that it was not meant to be. So we cut our our vacation or our trip six days short. We took a red eye that night. We landed back in Atlanta, and on the way back, we're just trying to find places. I'm kind of like a little nervous. I'm trusting, but a little nervous, like we got to find a place that we're going to open up for practice. we got three and a half, four months before we graduate. She shows me some places in Tennessee, North Carolina, and she shows me a picture of Chattanooga. And Chattanooga literally is an hour and a half north of where we were in school. And we would always pass by the city and go to Nashville where her family was. And every time we went around this big river bend, I would see this beautiful mountain on the left, see water on the right, and a nice cool city over there, but we never went in there. And I would always say, I said this at least eight, nine times. I was like, we got to find a place like that in California for where we're going to live. I swear. I said, <laughs> like right at least you. eight times, Like, we got to find a place like this. <laughs> it was right there. And so we go to Chattanooga for the first time, living in Atlanta for four years. And as soon as we get here, um, you know, we're really big in nutrition. So we have to find a Whole Foods. We park at Whole Foods and we walk what's called the North Shore, which is about 0.8 miles. We walk the entire North Shore. I'm pointing because it's right over here. We walk the North Shore and we get to 15 steps right of where our office is right now. And within that 30-minute walk, we saw the city and we just had this feeling inside of us, this is where we're meant to be. This is where we're supposed to open up a practice. And it's just amazing because we've lived right here on the North Shore. We work here. We found this amazing spot. And, And again, you know, we talk about mindset, money, and love and where we were at, we were completely trusting. We knew this was meant to be. We didn't know how it was going to happen. And things just started unfolding and unraveling. And like, we met certain people, they gave us amazing deals, they allowed us to come into a space without paying right away. They helped us out tremendously. It's just because we listened, we listened to our intuitive nature. And and we fought it for a second, especially me, Monica was on it, but I fought it. But then when we got here, it's like, this is why this all happened because we got set up in the most perfect and beautiful spot for us.
1: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to stray from the master plan. There, there Not right. that there was one, but the master plan. Gut feeling, because everything you just said talks about, you know, really hints to that feeling we have I I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and say that everybody has this. I don't know if it's true, but my experience is a lot of people, you have that innate feeling inside that something isn't quite right or something doesn't feel proper but we fight it because up here in the brain we're intellectually trying to decode it from like a financial standpoint well this makes more sense money-wise or this you know whatever it is but inside we're like no I can't do this so it's you know how much how much have you gotten to the place now because I struggle with this a bit as a guy, so I'm asking you as a guy, mm-hmm. how much do you allow the gut now to just drive the decision making? Because I know my wife is like way more on top of it than I yeah. am.
2: Yeah, S- same story. <laughs> Still working on it. Hundred million times better than I was five years ago. Um, and you can take it. You know, Monica. She uh, whenever she says something. Now, 99.9% of the time, I'm like, yep, okay, we'll do that because I know she's in tune and I know I'm in tune as well, but I'm also a logistical person and I want to make sure things are taken care of. I've gotten out of my head way more and dropped into my heart because the heart is way more stronger vibrationally frequency wise. Your gut from a scientific standpoint has more neurons than your brain does. So that gut feeling, it is a real thing. But once you drop back up to the brain, you then go back into the neural patterns. What has happened in your past that hurts you? And then you start thinking and ruminating and being in fear. And that's what then causes you to go to somewhere else. So, you know, that's the, the scientific part of it. And that just makes sense. Okay, then trust is gut feeling. But we have some patterns that prevent us from doing that. But then from like an energetic, spiritual level, <clears throat> I mean, we have this innate intelligence within us. It's the same intelligence that created us inside mom with one cell from mom and one cell from dad. And this intelligence created hundreds of trillions of cells. It tells your immune system to do its job. It tells your heart to pump blood. It tells your lungs to breathe. And we, we just have to agree, whatever we want to call it, there is an incredible intelligence that lives within us. And I believe when we become more clear, we be, listen, we take our breath, we focus on that internal state, we always, always, always know the answer. It's just about de-shedding the stuff that we put in front of it and really tapping into that pure sense of love and vitality and the divine that lives within us.
1: Hmm. Beautiful. Um, you know, so something I've noticed about uh, this conversation with you and, um, and the many you know conversations I've had with, with uh, Dr. Suki is um, how, imp- how much importance you place on the, neuroscience of it the cells the the natural I forget the word you used exactly but the natural the innate the innate intelligence mm-hmm. of our cells. how much does that like how how much has that grown in your perspective in terms of as you've you know as you went through school you started your practice you're here now like how much has that really started to drive your boat so to say
2: I see we got two minutes left. That's okay. We're we're okay. No Okay, we're okay. Cool. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot longer than two minutes. Um I'll give you I'll give you the short of it if I can. Um I went into school thinking one thing. I went into school of thinking that when you have aches, pains, headaches, whatever it may be, that you get adjusted and you get popped and it feels better. And when you're hurting again, you go back and get adjusted again and it feels good every single time and that's what I thought chiropractic was and it served me for a long period of time but it never really fixed the root cause of the problem. When I got into school, we got taught concepts. I met Dr. Suki and. The short of it is, again, I saw him adjusting people working with the nervous system. From the outside, for someone who hasn't been adjusted tonally, it's not your traditional popping and cracking. It's very gentle and specific contacts, working with the nervous system, retrain the nervous system. And truthfully, when I first saw the adjustment process, I thought Dr. Suki was an absolute nut job. I told my wife, I'm like, he's a weirdo. Like, he's barely touching people. He ain't doing nothing. I was like, you got to pop people to get to adjust them. And then I started working with him, started talking with him. And then I started getting, I got adjusted by him and it transformed everything. I felt this energetic system within my body. I felt all 100 trillion cells communicating and moving and shifting. I felt things I never felt in my life. I felt emotions coming up, and that right there shifted everything within me. And so what then led me down the path even more was understanding quantum physics, and energy, and that innate intelligence is that, The body's constantly communicating to all the cells. It's based on our unintegrated patterns that determine which direction we move and how cell regeneration happens. So if the body's perfect and the body's intelligent, then that means the challenges and stresses and curveballs, the things that build up, they are meant for us. They're meant for our growth. They're meant for our evolution. They get stuck within our nervous system changing how our cells regenerate. And what changed everything for me is that, I realized and found out that approximately every two and a half to seven years, and we use the roundish number of four and a half years, every cell, every carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen atom that is within your body that makes you up, all of that is brand new approximately every four and a half years. So then we realize if I have this intelligence, this flow, and it's communicating the cells of every single part of my body and being, if that can start opening up, if the innate intelligence can start flowing at higher and higher and higher levels, we can build healthier bodies we can reverse, you know, uh, degeneration, we can reverse some of these crazy ailments and diseases, we can reverse the chronic pain. And I used to have chronic pain for over seven years, developed anxiety, because there was times where I get shooting pains up and down my body. My wife had ulcerative colitis and debilitating migraines, she was on antidepressants. And now, based on this integration process, based on tuning in and tapping in the power of our nervous system, We are no longer dealing with those chronic aches, pains, and ailments. And that's the message we really share with people. You all, everyone has this amazing innate ability to heal. And our mission is to share hope, health, and healing. We want to give hope that everyone can make transformations in their life. And it's really about tuning into the power that already lives within them.
1: Mm. Wow. That's a mic drop. We're going to go to a break. Thank you for that. And thank you for uh, letting me know. But um, because we're not at the end of the show, we, we have a little bit of grace. So okay. you've been listening to Money, Mindset, and Love. I'm your host, Thomas Shooter. We have a fantastic guest with us today, Dr. Matt Smith from Chattanooga, Tennessee. We'll be right back. And, oh, before we go, you can find us on Facebook at MoneyMindsetAndLove.com. You can join our Facebook page. We'd love to have you as part of our group and share anything that's coming up for you. You can do it right there. It's all a private group, so there's no, no need to, to hide yourself in there. You can come out and just share what you need to share. Thanks so much. We'll be right back.
3: Do you feel uneasy visiting a bank? Do you struggle to sit through a meeting with your financial advisor and leave having not fully understood what they were talking about? Are you blindly trusting that somebody else understands this better than you? Call Thomas the Shooter and the team at Bloom Strategies to create your financial future. Together, you will break down the game of money so that you win. Learn how to take control of your finances and make decisions based on your core values that put you in the driver's seat of your financial life. No more thinking that you don't get it. No more financial statements left unopened and no more feeling like you are stuck in a world of scarcity. Join the conversation on Facebook at Bloom Strategies or go to bloomstrategies.com today. That's B-L-O-O-M-strategies.com.
0: Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to Money, Mindset, and Love. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to thomas at thomasdeshooter.com. Now back to Money, Mindset, and Love.
1: Welcome back. I am your host, Thomas Deshooter. We are with Matt Smith. And yeah, if you do want to call in live, um, you can do that because we are actually live this morning. You can call into one eight six six four seven two five seven nine five. 472 5795 if you have any questions. Uh, we'd love to We'd love to dive into that. Um, so, Matt, where we left off was, was the experience of... Uh, you meeting Dr. Suki, it changing your approach and how, um, you know, by connecting and by opening up the channel for our cells to, to do their thing, we can have these life-changing experiences. We can raise our frequency. And I just wanted to share with people, so uh, th- those that don't know me, I played ice hockey. I was a you know, professional drummer, made records. So a lot of what I did required me to be hunched over in those, in those two elements. And I, I had chronic back pain and I always attributed it to those situations or, or having those experiences of, of playing and uh, of playing a sport and playing drums. And, you know, back in 2011, I had some family issues that transpired in my life that were, you know, uh, all generated by guess who me, because in every one of those situations, guess who was involved me, can't be back then I thought it was everybody else everybody else is doing this to me man but no it's me and anyhow shortly after that a few years actually a few years later I met Dr. Suki and somebody had given me a referral to go to his um, to go to his practice and I had been to many chiropractors and it was always it was exactly like you said I'd have a short-term relief but it never seemed to solve the problem it never seemed to go away and I can say that my experiences on the table with Suki, and I call him Suki as he's a very close friend now, but have been crying, like crying on his table while being adjusted. Uh, healing out of that, my relationships with my family became healed. It's like it, it started to release stuff that allowed me the frequency and ability to, to actually take responsibility for my own life and, and heal those. And I remember one in particular... He actually said to me after the treatment, "Like, what was going on?" Because he felt the energy, and I don't know. I had this moment of clarity about my love for my mother, and uh, and I was in tears on the table. And it was, it, I've never experienced that in a chiropractic office before. And so, I guess just to wrap up what you what you were talking about earlier is like have you you've had that experience but how much have you seen that from people that you're treating where you just see them experience these incredible things
2: many many times more times than i thought were going to happen when i first started this process and as i said before I believe ninety five to ninety nine percent of the physical ailments have that mental emotional aspect to it. And yeah, you were a drummer, yeah, you had were bent over, you had all these different things. People that come in our office, yeah, you had a car accident five days ago, yeah, you had all this stuff. But what I know it's never just one thing. It's always accumulation of twenty years, thirty years, forty years and the patterns that build up within our nervous system. And so, you know, I went into chiropractic because I wanted to get people out of pain. That's why I thought I was going to be a chiropractor. And I love having people feel better. But really why I wake up every day, why Monica wakes up every day, why we do what we do is exactly what you said. Healing from our past wounds, our past traumas, the things that we didn't think really, really affected us, but changed the way we communicated, changed the way we love people, changed the way we worked in business, changed our perception of reality. And when you become whole with those things, when you begin integrating those those things that aren't serving you just like getting rid of the stuff for the tiny house. When you release those things, you allow greater things to manifest themselves. You allow greater opportunities to come and present themselves to you. So yeah, um, the emotional part of it, you know, I can't explain fully what's happening on the table, but The energy gets stuck in the soft tissue and the osseous system, the ligaments, and when we stimulate it a very certain way, that energy is then released. It turns from potential energy into kinetic moving energy, and that's those emotions, energy and motion flowing through our body, and we're no longer stuck. It's actually moving and flowing with ease and with grace.
1: Mm. Yeah, I kind of, uh, for me, my mental picture of it is because I I tend to, you know, a lot of times I'm analytical, but I tend to think in pictures on some stuff. And for me, I kind of look at it like, it's like there was my my spine was in, you know, set up in different pieces, right? Mm -hmm. And there was blockage. And what we needed to do was get this part talking to this part again. And, and we weren't, you know, they're, they they were not communicating freely. Um, and, and you've used this word a few times, flow. And I, so I want to ask, what is flow? What is flow to you? Like, what is that, like, is it like, what does it look like? It's
2: not being resistant, <laughs> 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 like water flowing. It's easy. It's like, it moves. There's, it's, it's just, it's just nice and flowy and moving and, and grace and I just compare it to water, essentially, Mm -hmm. because when you see water flowing, it's like just moving like down the river. But when you put in some toxic sludge, or you put in a barrier, or you kink the hose, there's resistance there. And anything met with resistance doesn't feel as good. Now, don't get me wrong, when we talk about bandwidth and capacity, resistance is necessary because it allows for growth. But there's a difference between being in resistance for five minutes or a couple days compared to five years or a decade. So Mm -hmm. it's about recognizing the resistance as quickly as possible, learning from why that's happening, what's the gift, what's the lesson, and then using that to grow. So that way, the next time something like that happens, you have less resistance. Because as I said before, stuff's going to happen. You're going to get squeezed. You're going to get pushed. But it's your ability to adapt to it, to recognize things. I gave this example to you. This is being in flow. And I've come a long way from this. When I used to have things that didn't go the way I planned, I freaked out, I got all anxious, maybe got a little angry, and I wasn't really a good human being. Last night, you know, I was preparing for this. I wanted to wake up in the morning and, you know, do my meditation and do my working out and read like I've been doing the last, you know, several weeks consistently and been feeling really amazing. And my daughter, who's 17 days old, um, she had a lot of snot going through her nose last night and me and Monica were up. Every 30 ish minutes. And Monica was really, really tired this morning. And I got out, went to go read. She yells, Matt. And I go, Oh, man, she's going to want me to take a lion. I'm not going to be able to do my stuff. (laughs) And she's like, Hey, I really need to sleep. And so I grabbed Lion. I put her in this little um, man dad pouch, that little kangaroo pouch. And then I was able to read. She was kind of fussing. And I was just with her. Um, I did a moving meditation, which I've never really done before, and just focused on my breath. So I did my best in that moment. I was adaptable. I was resilient because I also knew what was really important in that moment. So that's what I believe flow is. When you get challenged, it's just you go with it. You move with it. You use that energy. And actually, it was really great because I I got to do something different. I got to read while holding my, my baby girl, which I would have missed out on if I didn't have that opportunity. So it's really just seeing the gift in every single moment.
1: Right. That's beautiful. And also it, it, uh, uh, you actually saw that you could do a, a, a moving meditation.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Uh, I know we're coming up against time. So there's a couple of things. Um, and by the way, uh, I know I've shared this, uh, personally, but congratulations on, on being a dad again and Thank being you know. a, you know, being a great parent. I, I, I see how uh, you and Monica are with your kids. It's a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, I just love working with families. Uh, couple things, uh, if you can if you can make them quick, is how important is food?
2: Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> very simply put, uh, food is what you become. It turns into the cells that you create. Uh, I use a very simple analogy. You eat really good food, you make really good cells. You eat really crappy food, you eat, make really crappy cells. Um, more things that are grown organically from the earth, there's all of this different stuff about keto and paleo and all that stuff. I believe everyone has their own thing that works for them. It's about being intuitive, it's about eating those proper foods, staying away from the processed stuff, the refined oils, refined sugars, those are the things that are the biggest things. Eat less things that are refined and processed that cause inflammation in the body. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I I like to look at it as like whole foods and I talked to a a person last night who's also um, a a client with me and one of the choices they made when I first sat down with them, when I said, you know, let's line up your money with your values, one of the top things for them was, We're not willing to sacrifice on our budget for food. Mm -hmm. End of story. Because, you know, that, and he's a kinesiologist, so it makes sense. But for him and his wife, like what they put into their bodies is so massively important. And then, real quick, limiting beliefs.
2: Limiting beliefs. How many of those show up? Oh, all the time, especially so like if you're running a business and you start to open something up, whether you're a doctor, whether you own a brick and mortar, whether it's an online business, your stuff will show up when you start asking people for money for your services, your lack, your self-worth, your self-acceptance. So we got a crash course in that the first several months when we were in practice. But what we found is as soon as we stopped caring what other people thought about us and really started valuing the service that we provided, everything else, those things that were happening before, they stopped happening. People saw the value in the service that we were providing. So our limiting beliefs are really just the beliefs that we tell ourselves based on what mom and dad made, what grandparents said, what someone told you when you were younger. And again, perception system. Once you see these things for what they truly are, you then get to make the decision. I don't want that to be my life. I actually want to be prosperous. I want to be abundant and you become that in that moment and everything else falls suit.
1: How does somebody get a hold of you real quick?
2: Um you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Rev Optimal Living. That's the best way to message us, or you can call our office at 423-713-7390.
1: At Rev R E V Optimal Living. Yep. They they put that in, they'll find you. Instagram and Facebook, yes. Awesome. Matt, thank you so much. Sorry for jamming the end here a little bit. It's been a pleasure. Uh, You've been listening to Money, Mindset, and Love. I'm your host, Thomas DeShooter. You can find us on Facebook at moneymindsetandlove.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Thomas underscore DeShooter. And have yourself an amazing day. Matt, again, thank you. Say hello to Monica, and congratulations on the new baby. Peace out, brother.
2: Peace and love.
0: Thank you for being with us today on Money, Mindset, and Love. Please join host Thomas DeShooter for another amazing show next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And have yourself a great week.